The following program is produced by Rosado Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. I'm very pleased to be with you today on a very nice fall and into winter day. Burr, it's getting cold in northern Nevada, all across the country. Nice to see some of that white stuff up on the mountains. Northern Nevada is awesome because it provides a great outdoor experience along with great economic benefits. There's a lot going on in northern Nevada when we talk about the economic growth. Everybody's heard about Tesla looking to build and building a large battery plant in northern Nevada. But there's lots of other companies that are doing the same. And that is putting some pressure already on the housing market. You really need to have an expert on your side if you're looking to buy or sell real estate. You want to make sure you get the best value if you're buying. You want to make sure you get the best price if you're selling. If you get with an expert, your chances are much better. We bring the experts into our studio so we can provide great information for you. Today, no exception. We have Julie Mack, and she is with DIY Credit Restoration. Welcome to our show, Julie. Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure. You have uh, written a great book here. I'm looking at the first edition, DIY Credit Restoration. It's a 10-step guide to a better credit life. And this book is relatively new. I know it's your first publication of this topic, first printed this year. How are things going with the book? How has it been received? It's been received really, really well. We have actually put it on Amazon mm-hmm. as an ebook as well, and it's been downloaded hundreds and hundreds of times. I've yeah. sold probably about 2,600 copies of it already. Yeah. A lot of financial institutions are using it as an educational book as well. Now, a little bit about your background. How did you get into this kind of business? Well, I kind of grew up in it. My father was a credit manager for many, many years mm-hmm. for business credit. And I used to work with him in the summers, so I picked that up over the years. And then around 2000, I was going through a divorce and realized that I really needed to preserve my consumer credit, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because credit is so important on everything you do. I mean, the real estate, you know, whether you're trying to purchase a home, sell a home, you know, to move in after you've sold a home. Um, Also, just financing. I mean, you need to have credit cards to fall back on. If you ever have an emergency, consumer loans, everything's based on that, even insurance. So I really started researching the laws to see what I could do to preserve my credit score. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a little boy, my parents were looking to buy a home and they were telling, they weren't really telling me, I was just overhearing them talk, but they were talking about how they went to the bank and the banker that they were talking to asked them about their credit. And they asked my parents, where do you have accounts right now? Where are you doing any credit work? And I remember they they mentioned a little grocery store where they had credit because they would send me there sometimes to pick a few things up. And they asked him about anything else. He said that he had an account at a tire store or something and that he had also borrowed some money from a uh, private lender in town that also ran the local barber shop. And with that, that was adequate for the bank in those days because they didn't have credit reports then like they have 
now? They really didn't. They didn't have credit files in everyone, and typically that's how you did it, especially if you're in a small town and you had local merchant accounts. And it wasn't until the 70s and 80s that they actually started really keeping track of this and making a national, you know, a national database. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of the early credit reporting companies were doing some things less than ethical. They were giving employees bonuses for kind of give, digging up dirt on people so that they could charge a higher interest. Mm. And then the federal investigators started investigating the background, and they kind of went in and made them clean up their act a little bit. Mm-hmm. But another thing I find really interesting, and it's in the book, are you aware that women were not even allowed to have credit, their own credit cards in, until the mid-'70s when I, federal law I came in? Not. So was it, was it illegal or was it just not customary? Uh, it was they had to have either a husband, a mm. brother, or their father sign. They had to have yeah. a male co-signer on there for women to get credit. Really, really interesting. And that was the seventies. It's hard to believe. Now, as more women are in the workforce, it obviously makes sense. We need to give everybody an opportunity to get credit if they have adequate means to repay the loans. Absolutely. And the beautiful part about credit nowadays, it's not based on your job. Well, you have to have a job, obviously, and an income, but it's not based on the amount of money you make. It's all based around how you pay your bills. Payment history is like the number one reporting factor. Absolutely, 35%. And now there are standardized entities that monitor credit. There are three credit bureaus, right, that primarily or that, that, that only are recognized across the country as being credible. Correct. There's another one, Innovis, but you really don't hear about them, and they're tracking as well, but they're not as popular. Traditionally, mm-hmm. you being a former lender, understand yeah. the three bureaus, the, uh-huh. the big three, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, that people typically pull. It's an interesting system that we have to monitor credit because it's to the point to where, quite frankly, I feel like sometimes you're guilty until proven innocent. Absolutely. So if something error, an error or something negative appears on somebody's credit report and a vendor, a sales entity, a retailer looks at that report, they go by what's on that report, whether it's right or wrong, and an individual who maybe is their bad credit results, it's up to them to fix it. It truly is. You've got to be your own advocate on it. And no one else is really looking out for your best interest. Mm -hmm. And Statistics show that 85% of consumers have inaccurate information on their credit report, and they really don't even realize it. My name is Peter Padilla, and I am your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio, enjoying my conversation today with Julie Mack. She is with DIY Credit Restoration, wrote a great book here. It's a 10-step guide to a better credit life. You know, credit is so important because credit is really like power. Most people don't have tons and tons of cash. They have capacity to earn cash. They've got great incomes. They've got cash coming into their residence, to their home, that they manage as best as they can. But if they miss a payment on a a bill, it's very likely they're going to get dinged on their credit report. And unfortunately, when that happens, you don't get a notice that, boom, there's been a ding on your credit report from the car dealer that you're making your payments to or the furniture store. Uh, it, it may not even be an accurate ding. You don't know until you actually look at your own credit report or you try to apply for credit elsewhere. Now, I know that there are triggers, right, when somebody checks your credit, that you can be notified that somebody's checking your credit. But am I wrong on this, Julie? Is there a way or are there companies that report to you immediately that they're going to put a ding on your credit report? 
Uh, typically, you get the 30-day notice, or it could also get lost in the mail, or maybe someone hasn't you know, sent you the, the information that you need. You really need to become your own advocate and check your credit reports mm-hmm. regularly, uh, especially right now with the huge problem that we have. More people are at risk of identity theft than any time before in history. Yeah, that's the big issue that has taken place in the last 10 years or so. I mean, a lot of people are hesitant to even get on the Internet. I'm one of them. I'm always very cautious when I get on the Internet. And that includes even just ordering a credit report or entering your data so that you can get your credit report. I mean, it is it, there's, there's so much risk out there, but there, I guess there's sometimes and you have to you have to acquiesce because the Internet is really what's driving the world right now as far as information. It is. And unfortunately, you're even at risk without going on the Internet. So you might as well just, you know, face the evil of going on the Internet to look. Because if you think about it, you're in all of these big firms' databases. Mm-hmm. If you have a bank account, if you have insurance, I mean, there's just so many databases you're in that you really don't have control over. So whether you like it or not, you're already in the database. As a former lender, I dealt with so many people that came to me excited about wanting to get pre-approved to buy get a, to get a mortgage to buy a home. And many times when we'd pull that credit report and we'd review it with the clients, they were like astounded. They said, that, that can't be true. That's not me. I didn't do that. I don't remember that payment. I don't know why I missed that payment. And, it, you know, the surprise is there. Obviously, these people had not seen their credit report before coming to see me. So I know there's a big encouragement now across the country for people to check their credit report on their own, on a regular basis, almost the way that you check your bank account Correct. on the Internet to make sure that there's not any fraudulent activity or misinformation there. And I'll tell you what, if there's as much error and fraudulent activity in the credit reporting side, as there is on my own personal bank account, I got to check it almost every day. <laughs> I mean, somebody's always trying to get some a few cents or dollars out of my account that I've never heard of from a company in Canada or Morocco or who Correct. knows where, right? There's always somebody fishing for my dough. So the credit report gives you a different way to look at your financial status in the world so that you can take some action. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of credit monitoring services out there. And what I like about uh, right now is a lot of the credit card companies are offering you that their clients is a mm-hmm. bonus. It mm-hmm. is customer retention, yeah. free credit monitoring services, which is great because it gives you a free credit report every month mm-hmm. and then also alerts you if there's been any change whatsoever in your credit report. Uh, for instance, if a score is opened or if a collection's popped up or any negative reporting or inquiries, that really helps you keep an eye on it. Well, let's go back to my former lender days. One of the issues that many of my potential borrowers had is that they had to have their credit checked too often because we know that if you get your credit report checked too often, your score actually goes down. So when you go with a credit card company or another business that offers these free credit reports on a regular basis, like monthly, is that going to have a negative impact on your score? No, you can check your own score on a daily basis, and it's called a soft inquiry. The only time that you really have points taken off your FICO credit score is if what they call for a hard inquiry. And that's when you're applying for new credits. Like when they would come to see me for a mortgage. Correct, correct. But okay. this is the rule that FICO gives you within the FICO scoring. And FICO is traditionally the typical score that lenders use. There's another score out there called Vantage that's TransUnion used, but mm-hmm. it's not widely used by creditors and lenders. Mm-hmm. 
So the rule of thumb is if you're signing up for a credit monitoring service, you can pull your own credit report every day. Without any fear Without, of negative impact. Correct. Yeah. Now, when you're shopping for a mortgage, the FICO scoring system gives you a pass of 45 days because they recognize that people shop for mortgages. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're going to have a lot of inquiries from different lenders. What they do is they bundle those um, inquiries over a 45-day period and count it as one inquiry. Now, car dealers, they give you a 30-day kind of pass on that. So Mm -hmm. you can have multiple inquiries for a car loan as well. I'm talking with Julie Mack. She is the author of DIY Credit Restoration. It's a great book, about, and it offers the 10-step guide to a better credit life. And Julie, you have a lot of other information that we're going to share with our listeners on the next segment. In fact, I want to talk about the top 26 myth conceptions of credit. But in case somebody has to get away from their radio for a few minutes or they are on their way to drop some kids off to school, give us your contact information so people can reach out to you and get more. Great. They can go to my website, which is www.juliemack.com. And I actually have the 26 Myth Conceptions of Credit on there that they could download if they'd like to read it. And just some more information about some ways to improve their FICO score and to monitor Awesome. And we're going to put your information on our website, too. That way we can make it easy for people to find you if they're out and about and needed to have that credit looked at and maybe even restored. Great. Thank you, Peter. We're going to continue our conversation after this message from our sponsors. This is Warren Heinrich from United Federal Credit Union. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's sharing the information of local professionals in the market to help fellow real estate professionals, investment, owner-occupied, and residential. Street Smarts on the house. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern, safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless, does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trainer specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com. This is Melissa Palangi from King Bee Construction. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's always bringing experts together. Peter Padilla is a marketing expert. You're tuned in to KFOY 1060 AM radio. And my name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Enjoy my conversation 
with in-studio guests every week talking about my favorite subjects, real estate and real estate for investors. Now that we focus more on investors, people think, well, what about the primary residence buyer? Well, guess what? When you buy a primary residence, it's almost like you're an investor. You have to pay taxes. You have to maintain the property. And eventually, you're going to either sell the property or you're going to will it off to somebody else. So why not know exactly what you're doing with this real estate? It could also be the start of a great investment career. Many people buy their primary residence, get a great deal. There are a lot of outstanding loan products available from our lenders. And then after a year or two, they decide, hey, we need a bigger house or we have another house that we want to buy. Well, you can convert that home you've been living in into investment property by bringing in a renter. Now you've got money coming into your pockets every month to help you pay that mortgage, maybe even make a little profit in addition. Then you buy your own next primary residence. Next thing you know, a few years down the road, you might decide to move again. Instead of selling that house, you maybe turn it into a rental again. Now you've got two rentals and you're moving into your new primary residence. It's a business. It's a great way to shelter income and plan for the future. Look, you can lose money on any investment if you don't do it right. That's why we encourage everybody that's listening to our show, talk to the experts first. Mortgage loans, that's huge. You can get a great mortgage piece of advice from one of our mortgage lenders that comes to our show regularly but just couldn't make it today. Her name is Michelle Hulbert. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Michelle does a great job for her clients, and that's why people come back day after day to talk to her about new ideas and opportunities, and new clients are calling her as well. I encourage you to consider visiting with Michelle Hulbert at Caliber Home Loans. You can call her at 775-742-3559, and I've got all of Michelle Hulbert's contact information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. I'm enjoying my conversation today in the studio with Julie Mack. Julie is with DIY Credit Restoration. She wrote a new book that's a 10-step guide to a better credit life. But Julie, you're also involved with something else. It's called Women's Money. Let our listeners know about this. Great. Well, thank you very much. Women's Money was founded and launched in Nevada. We're in our fourth year. We're a nonprofit, and basically it's all about educating women. Um, 86% of the women we polled said they're not ready for retirement. They haven't saved enough. They're unclear. And it's just a big mystery out there. So our job, well, our mission in life is to give them financial freedom and education. The brochure says here, Women's Money, a new vision for women and money. It's about women's money, about money mentoring, peer mentoring modules, bringing women money, women's money into the area. And you've got a, an event coming up, right? Is that how this works? We do. It's on May 14th. It's going to be at the Atlantis. Thank you very much to the Atlantis for co-sponsoring us. Mm-hmm. Our major sponsor is actually the state treasurer's office. So they've been very, very supportive and see the, the need for this, for the financial education. They also work with us in educating women about saving money for mm-hmm. prepaid college, which we have some really great programs here in Nevada. And it's all about bringing financial education to whoever would like to participate. I see that you've got some great testimonials on your brochure here. I'm going to read a couple. This lady, her name is Annette. She says, since I started the Women's Money Program two months ago, 
I found that I could save 40% of my income by making some simple adjustments. Now I'm saving for emergencies, to start my own business, and now I'm even able to plan for retirement. I bet you get a lot of satisfaction when you hear people say that. Oh, a great deal of satisfaction. It really makes a difference in their life. Another lady said, her name is uh, Beverly. Beverly says, when I started with women's money, I had gotten into a bad situation with payday lenders. I was paying $700 a month in interest only. After seven months in the program of women's money, I paid it off. That's got to be a huge relief. That was a huge relief. And I personally know this woman and her story. She was actually became homeless, was living in her car because the, there's no usury in laws in Nevada. And she was paying a high percent. I think it was a couple hundred percent on interest on these payday loans. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's huge. It, it, it was just horrible. And she's been able to pull herself out. And now she has an apartment and she's stable again. Another lady has a testimonial in your women's money brochure. Her name is Jennifer. And she says... My husband and I had jobs in construction. During the boom and bust, we lost everything in the housing crisis, and we became one of the working homeless families. Women's money helped me find money to save, get a better job, and create an emergency fund so that I didn't have to tap credit cards again. Absolutely. That's from working through the workbook. Uh, We give them, if they come to the conference, and we sign them up for a mentor who will work with them for a year. Uh, through the workbook. And if they graduate from program one, which is a year long program, or Mm -hmm. maybe a little longer, they can go into program two. And that's where we teach them to invest the money that they've been able to put aside and save for retirement. As I mentioned earlier, many of the credit experts that claim to be credit experts are actually salespeople. They're just wanting to sell stuff. So I'm sure people are listening, women's money, and they're thinking, oh, another organization, they probably want money. How much is it going to cost for somebody to get involved and attend the conference? 98% of our people come in for free. They're Mm. on a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have supporters like the Atlantis that are helping underwrite it. Um, A lot of, I can't really mention it because we don't promote any companies. We have donors. We put them in the workbooks. Mm -hmm. But most of this is funded for free and through the Mm. treasurer's office. So it's it's about helping Nevada get back on its feet. Mm-hmm. And most of the women in the households we find make the financial decisions. That's why we call it women's money. We want to educate the women. Yeah, very good. And you're giving us plenty of advance notice. It's coming up in May of 2016? Tw- yes, May 14th at the Atlantis in mm-hmm. 2016. All right. And I know you've got that information on your website, womensmoney.org. And we'll also add that to our website too, Julie, because... What you do is a great value to our listeners and the consumers in northern Nevada that want to participate, especially in the real estate investing business. Her name is Julie Mack. She's an author. DIY Credit Restoration Book, 10-Step Guide to a Better Credit Life. Included with this, I have a great one sheet here. It's called The Top 26 Misconceptions of Credit, and this was written by you, Julie Mack. Credit and Identity Theft Specialist. Got to keep you busy. It really does. And I speak a lot for nonprofits. And at different events, uh, I come and I speak for free. So if anyone needs some help or assistance and they want to get some community messages out there, Mm -hmm. please feel free to contact me. All right. So let's talk about some more of these myths specifically. I know our listeners have been waiting. One of the myths here is opting out. It says that if you opt out, you will increase your credit score. Out from what I know is like if you opt out of uh, certain uh, lists or mailings, 
or of getting any kind of offers? Is that is that really basically it? That's pretty much it. Um, opt out really won't increase your score. All it does is stops from sending you the pre-approved, mm-hmm. allegedly pre-approved mm-hmm. uh, invitations to to expand your credit portfolio. Okay. Uh, typically. The reason I prefer opt-out nowadays is it used to be in the old days it would just, you know, prevent you from getting all this junk mail. Yeah. And it really wasn't hitting your credit report unless you applied and then it would be a hard inquiry. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the reason for doing an opt-out would be to kind of prevent somebody from being a victim of identity theft. Right, because if somebody was to steal your mail and they saw all these Correct. offers for credit cards, they might – Apply in your name. Correct. And then change no. the address on it and you right. never know. Well, the other reason I like opt out, Julie, is because if my clients and consumers no longer are getting offers for free credit in the mail, they'll be less tempted exactly. to open these new credit lines exactly. and, and then ultimately get in trouble. So that's a good call there. Well, let's talk about something else. If you consolidate your balances into a low interest credit card, is that going to increase your score? Well, it's going to make it a little bit uneven at first. Um, It's probably easier for you to pay down, Mm -hmm. but it will take the balance out. Uh, Typically, I advise if you're carrying balances to spread it across evenly all of the cards and try to keep it below 20%. Mm -hmm. But it might be in your best interest if you have a goal. If you have a 0%, Mm -hmm. it's you know, easier to do. Yeah. Just kind of re-examine this uh, if you're going to apply for a mortgage or a car loan. Yeah. You know, you have different phases in your life, and maybe you can explain a little bit more. Well, yeah. I mean, it just it just depends on where you are in your life, and and everybody's situation is different. That's why we encourage people to talk to an expert like you before they go shopping for that big property or consider a method of paying down their credit or improving their credit. Things aren't always as they seem when you were talking about a credit report, which is so different, using not only credit cards, but debit cards. So I had an instance once where a client came in getting a loan, and I asked them what they thought their credit was. They said, well, I pay my credit card on time every month. It's always always paid on time. I said, good, let's look at the credit report. It didn't even show up. I said, well, let me look at your card. Turns out it wasn't a credit card. It was a debit card. It was a debit card. I know, and I get that a lot. People think that a debit card matters. It really doesn't. And another pet peeve of mine, there's a lot of um, people out there on, may I pick on some of the car lots around here for a while? Pick on Joe's car lot. (laughs) Okay. Joe's car lot is offering alleged financing for consumers and telling them it's going to enhance their credits. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these gentlemen do not have a social security number. They have government IDs. And it's not going to help you unless your social security number and the Joe's car lot is reporting to the three bureaus. This is very important. Mm-hmm. This is how they get a lot of their clients is yeah. they give them false information. Yeah. And then they go in to purchase a home later and they haven't, they haven't uh, gotten credit for all those years they've been making payments because trying Joe's, to do the right thing. Right, because Joe's car lot did not subscribe to the services of reporting to Correct. the bureaus. A very important thing to ask when you're applying for credit, if you're getting credit for the purpose of establishing credit, is do you report to the credit agencies? Very important. And if so, which ones? Yeah. And if they say no. And how often? Yeah. If they say no, then, you know, you can still do business with them, but it's not going to impact your credit at all. Right. Unless they decide that since you don't pay your bill, they're going to report you, and then it can only go negative. Right, if it goes into a collection or repossession because mm-hmm. you failed to pay. So wow. that's a whole other ball, yeah, ball game. It totally at all. is. And there's so much more I want to talk to you about. We've only covered 
some of the 26 myth conceptions of credit. But, Julie, you are a great resource, and I hope you'll consider coming back to our show and talking to us again as we get closer to the big conference on women's money coming up in May of 2016. That would be great, Peter. It's always a pleasure to come in and talk to you. One last time for our listeners that maybe just tuned in, what's the best way to get more information? Okay, for me, for the 26 Myth Conceptions and the information on the book would be www.juliemack.com. For women's money, the website for women's money is www.womensmoney.org. And we've got that information on our website too, nevadarealestateradio.com, making it easy for everybody to make contact. I'm glad you came with us today and look forward to your visit next time. Thank you very much, Peter. With us in the studio today is Emily Andrews. She's an account executive at Utility Telephone, but most importantly for us, she's a real estate investor in northern Nevada that I met at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. We're going to continue our conversation after this message from our sponsors. This is Shanna Roski from North American Title. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he cares about our community and helping businesses in our area. Peter Padilla is a fantastic person. Thank you, Peter. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern, safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless, does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trained specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com. This is Julie Mack from Women's Money Conference. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he offers great information. Thank you, Peter. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today on a very nice day in northern Nevada. And people are still out and about looking at homes the big challenge, of course, in northern Nevada is finding a home in the right price and that's available for purchase. The housing shortage continues. Many people are looking for investment properties, too, because so many people are renters. With less houses to buy, people are forced 
to rent. And when people are forced to rent, they're going to be paying somebody else's mortgage. Today, we're going to be talking about the investment real estate business. And with us in the studio, we have a real estate investor. I met this lady at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. Her name is Emily Andrews. Welcome to the show, Emily. Well, thank you, Peter. And this is a pleasure being on on air here on the radio for the first time. And yes, I've been an investor since um, year 2000. Originally, third generation Californian and lived here for close to 30 years now. And I've been uh, a real estate, as I mentioned, a real estate investor for quite some time. I started investing in California, and then I moved east and ended up uh, investing then in Fernley, and then from there also investing in Idaho. It was, it's a great, challenging, fun fun project, uh, investment, and, and in some ways it, it's a great, it's a fun hobby. My first property, my first investment was in Fernley. With the movement of Tesla coming in and Zulily and some of the other companies, the uh, Fernley-Fallon area is excellent. So is the uh, east side of Sparks is also another great place to invest. Mm-hmm. Wherever there's a 15, 20-minute commute to the wonderful park where Tesla is moving into. So I have to say, between Tesla and Zulily and some of the other folks out there, that has been a, a game change changer for the um, for the industry here. When you bought that investment home in Fernley, Nevada, had you heard about Tesla up to that point? No, <laughs> never heard. Mm-mm. You're either very good or you're very lucky. Yes, I, probably a little bit of both. But I think, too, taking a risk mm-hmm. is something that people have to own. They have to actually embrace it yeah. and, and just go for it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of folks out there that they, they see, oh, that's going to be a great investment. Mm-hmm. But it's there's something holding them back, and, and you you can't be afraid to take take that risk. And I decided to go for it um, at a you know back in 2000. So it, to answer your question there again, uh, Tesla was I didn't even know what a te- what a battery car was mm-hmm. <laughs> or is. So so I've got quite an education, and yes, I, I was fortunate enough. I knew that the that direction that is going from California going east, that was the movement to find out that, one, homes were going to be a lot less expensive to afford yes. versus staying in California. You mentioned it earlier. What holds a lot of people back is fear. And it's not just when we talk about investing or investing in real estate. Fear holds people back in almost everything, in relationships in where they live, the kind of work that they do. I know people that are way, way more skilled than their position at their work indicates. They have a lot more ability, but they're afraid to take that next step to challenge the status quo and say, you know what, I, I can do something more, I can do something better, I can improve my life. Because let's face it, anytime you take a risk, there is an element that is out there that is is scary, and that is that you might fail. Nobody likes to fail. Nobody likes to disappoint people, especially ourselves. So when you look fear in the face and you say, you know what, I'm going to do this, that's where you can really get ahead. You probably experienced a little bit of that, I would think, when you made that first move. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I first started investing with my family and we thought that Fernley would be a great opportunity, uh, not knowing of, like I mentioned, you know, the growth going on now. 
but it was scary because of the unknown. So I started going to a lot of workshops and seminars Mm -hmm. and learning more about real estate investing so that I could carefully make a good educated uh, decision. Yeah. Uh, with with having those extra tools, mm-hmm. you know, by my side, mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of fun to see my parents at in their seventies and uh, close to eighty at the time making the same type of investment and making the same choices. So the family on a whole has has several properties, you know, in Fernley. Yes, my family was not an investment family. In fact, my parents and my dad he bought his first house when he was sixty five years old. It mm, took him that long, really? and it was fear. I know that it was fear because they, they just thought it was so much safer to be renters because then you wouldn't have to worry about the mortgage or the repairs, or you could move anytime you wanted to. And my dad and mom were somewhat transient. They moved around, even though we, we lived in a small uh, part of of the state. They seemed to like to move from one house to another. They lived on the farm. They were rural type of people. But there is something to be said about the security of owning your own property, too. I would imagine you own your own primary residence? Yes, I do right here in Reno. So okay. I have my own primary residence, and it's it's nice to get started. Sometimes people make that risk by buying the very first home and then renting it out and living in an <clears> apartment. <throat> uh, that might work for some, but I decided I'd buy my first home mm-hmm. and then and then build a portfolio by adding on mm-hmm. the next home and, and you know and the next home. This is Peter Padilla and I'm your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Today I'm talking with a real estate investor. Her name is Emily Andrews. We met at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club a while back and I had a chance to chat with her off and on about her investment activity. She was a charming lady in person. She's even more charming now that I'm talking with her on the radio. And I just love the way that you have a very calm demeanor, Emily, about your real estate holdings. I I would imagine, though, sometimes it can get a little hectic. Uh, You probably had some of those challenges that you just talked about a little while ago about, you know, renters maybe not paying their rent on time always or the house needing repairs. How do you deal with that? How do you maintain composure? You know, it's interesting you say that uh, because not only you've got to be juggling the right and bringing in the right renter and um, knowing exactly what to charge. But you could also take a look at the property manager, too. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other di- uh, dimension. I've had property managers that have overcharged, that haven't done a good job. So what I try to do is interview the right people for the property manager job, and then the right property manager will interview the right renters. So there's a couple of good folks because I am I'm a busy, very, very busy person. I work in the telecommunications company. Mm-hmm. I work for Utility Telephone here in Reno, and so it keeps me pretty busy. So I can't afford to spend 24-7 managing my, my property. So you have a, ma- a property manager that Co- you work with? Correct. What many people don't realize is that time is money. A, a very smart business person's time is worth so much more than just going out to fix a leaky faucet or to, you know, uh, chase somebody down for the rent because they're a day or two late. If you have people hired to do that, that lets you, as the owner of the property, as a business person, put your time to more productive use. You're really dollars ahead by doing that. Is that the reason you did it? Yes. Um, the one thing that it, it does become very time-consuming to 
be chasing for rent and so forth. So it becomes kind of like a, your own company in mm-hmm. the sense that, okay, I have various people that work for me as roles. You've got the property manager, you've got the runner. But then on top of that, you have folks um, that paint homes, they paint fences. Mm-hmm. In fact, right now I'm trying to get a quote. I've had the privilege to paint my own fence, so I know what that costs and the time so I'm I'm a little more savvy on who I'm going to pick as a painter. Yeah, that's not going to take advantage of, you know, uh, of the costs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I haven't been an investor now for a while. You say you bought this home in Fernley in 2000. That's al- almost 16 years now. I bet some of your friends sometimes chat with you about what it takes to be an investor and ask you for some guidance and advice. You you find that people do ask you more questions now. I, I find that, and what's interesting, uh, the, the the folks that ask me those questions, they ask as though they've got one foot, you know, in commitment, and mm-hmm. then the other foot still on the outside going, oh, I don't think the, the, <laughs> the swimming pool is warm enough for yeah. me. You know, I'm not going to jump both feet in, but I'll just keep asking questions. Yeah. So if you keep asking questions and you're still in that place where you – haven't made a single investment, let's say in ten years or t- or twenty years, you you want to take a look and say, you know, what's it going to take for me to to jump in? I know that the the old refi storm is gone. Um, it used to be you'd be able to fog up a mirror and then you got a loan. It's not it's not happening anymore. But it doesn't stop a person from making that leap and make and making the right decision. Yeah. So um, I'd be happy to talk with anybody about investing. Well, you know, a great way to talk to you is the same way I first talked to you, and that is at the monthly meeting of the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. We meet on the first Tuesday of the month at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. The meeting starts at 6 p.m., goes until about 8, 8.30. There's a great networking opportunity after the meeting, and uh, we just can learn a whole lot by talking with other investors and listening to the questions that people that want to be investors have. And there's also great speakers. Ron Bell is in charge of the meeting and the operation. Ron is a great realtor at Cobalt Banker Select here in northern Nevada. And Ron puts on a great show at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. If any of our listeners would like the information, you can visit our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, and then that will get you linked up to the Reno Real Estate Investment Club and maybe We'll see you at next month's meeting. Today I'm talking with Emily Andrews. She's a real estate investor herself, and she's also an account executive at the utility telephone company here in northern Nevada. I was just wondering if maybe you have heard about the importance of incorporating when you become a real estate investor. Is that something that you have done or have thought about? Yes, I, I sure have. I I believe in uh, making sure that you've got to have some type of protection, mm-hmm. legal protection on your property. So mm-hmm. it's a great idea to form a company. So therefore, you're not commingling your checks with your personal checks and your, your LLC checks or your ink checks. So mm-hmm. as you form a small LLC or an ink company, it gives you the opportunity then to basically run an investment business versus trying to have an investment property and then alongside, you know, your your income is, is like commingling. You don't want to be doing that. So. I talked with a great person here at Sage International, Sherry Hill. Sherry talks about creating a, a wall of protection between your business and your personal life. I mean, 
let's say you rent out a house that you bought because it's your investment property, and then somebody has a slip and fall at that house or some tragedy happens. Well, we live in such a litigious society, it's very likely the owner of that property is going to get sued. And if the property is owned by an individual as a sole proprietor of that real estate investment, it's very likely that they're going to try to sue them for everything they can. So we encourage people to talk to Sherry Hill at Sage International. For the past 22 years, Sherry does a great job consulting with her real estate investment clients and helping them form the right kind of entity to build that wall of protection. I encourage anybody who wants to get more comfortable in their real estate holdings to visit with Sherry Hill at Sage International. We'll be back with more conversation with Emily Andrews, a real estate investor, after this message. This is Alan Zane from Atlas Red Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he actually takes the time to do an interview. Peter Padilla is a longtime friend, mentor, and I love him. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern, safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless, does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trainer specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com. I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. That's when you should call us Junk King Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather and haul it to the curb. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully insured and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. This is Ricky Elkins, realtor at Keller Williams Group One Sparks. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is awesome and he really enjoys his guests. Street Smarts on the house. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you tuned into our show today. I'm visiting with Emily Andrews. She's a real estate investor from the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. She lives here in northern Nevada. Emily, hope you're enjoying being on the show today. Oh, it's awesome. This is fun. 
During the break, we were talking about how it's not just primary residences that people can buy for investment properties. What other things would you think about? Well, some of the other things you can look at is uh, some people just invest in commercial property or they're investing in uh, duplexes, uh, fourplexes. They might be investing in land. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are tons of opportunities out there where there is raw land just waiting to get into commercial zoning Mm -hmm. or just waiting for some type of uh, event that's going to be built around that. I mean, just think of, say, what, 50, 60 years ago, investing and land right next to where Walt Disney you know, oh, yeah. b- built his land. So, right. so you, you know, it, it's just one of those opportunities where sometimes you, you either, and again, you get lucky, but you also work hard and luck comes along. Yeah, you know, luck happens to the people that are in an opportunity right. to get lucky. If you never put your foot in the water, you'll never know what it's like. You'll never know what it's like to be an investor unless you buy that first property. So before we went to the break last time, we were talking about the importance of incorporating. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned to me during the break that there's another element, of course, that's very important when it comes to protection. And that protection is insurance. You know, you've got to get insurance for your, your properties. Um, even if you had an umbrella and you, uh, to cover the slips, trips, and falls, and, you know, just picture yourself with a two-story uh, rental home, the 322, but then you have a upstairs and somebody falls down, you know, one of your renters falls down the stairs and they decide to sue you, insurance will help cover some of those costs, especially under the umbrella of the slip, trips, and fall insurance. So when you add insurance on your property along with a corporate entity that you own the property in, you can get two layers of protection there. And when it comes to protecting yourself as an investor, the better you are protected, the less likely you'll have those problems. Let's talk a little bit about your other business. You have a chance as a real estate investor to continue to work if you want to work for an employer or even run your own company, but you work at a company called? Utility Telephone. Okay, tell us about that. Yeah, we are a local telephone company here in all of uh, northern Nevada, serving all of California. What's very unique about the company, if folks out there like the old Nevada Bell days, where you could talk with real live people and shake hands with real-life engineers and work with real-life techs, that's our company. Hmm. So we, uh, our focus is to help out and service small businesses all the way up to large companies. So we will provide everything from a VoIP technology, voice over IP phones, all the way up to business class fiber. Mm-hmm. So it works out really well for the small business owner <coughs> that is maybe investing in real estate all the way up to, you know, investing in, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft uh-huh. equipment. In business, you have to have a system. You have to have a phone system, and there are so many different companies out there. It's probably pretty wise to shop around for not only the cost but for the accessibility, the options. Phones have a lot more technology nowadays than just voice. That, that is correct, Peter. The, the beauty of our system is that we have our own training staff. We have our engineering staff. They'll actually come on the property. They'll program the phones. We will actually install the phones for you, and then we'll train. We'll train all your employees. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing worse than going online and ordering some hardware from XYZ VoIP company. It gets shipped to you, and then after it gets shipped to you, then you've got to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, and it's it's really uh, to me it's it's not 
it's not really good customer service. We were talking earlier about how important it is for real estate investors to be able to focus on their primary business and not be fixing every little thing in the house or doing every little maintenance part because our time is so valuable. Well, the same thing is true with your business versus messing around with your own phone system. If you have a great quality phone system, it might cost you a little bit of money, but just think of what you can do with that time that you're saving when you're not fumbling with cords and dials and technical issues. Just recently into northern Nevada, or how long have you been here? Well, actually, the company has been around since 1996 Mm. uh, in California, and we've been in this area, the Reno, Sparks, Carson City area, all the way down through Douglas County in the last uh, eight years, nine years, so somewhere in that that, uh, time span. Um, And I've actually been with the company for about four years now. Okay. And you're a real estate investor. It's so neat when I talk to real estate investors. They always have something else going on because that's one of the beauties about investing in real estate is that it's somewhat passive. You don't have to focus on it every single day, eight hours a day. You have time to do other things. A great way to plan for the future. Do you think this is going to help your retirement down the road when you're ready to retire, knowing that you have investment property? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is uh, all part of, of my plan of investing mm-hmm. uh, is that. And you have to remember, too, that real estate investing is, is just one segment of your retirement plan. I do encourage you to invest in the market, mm-hmm. but don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Make sure that, you know, you ha- your portfolio shows, okay, here's my investment properties, my real estate properties, and, and here's my securities. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's your 401, definitely, definitely fill up that 401 in your company. It gets you really, really encourage your company that you work for to have a 401. I know people would love to chat with you at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club, but not everybody can make it every month on Tuesday night, first Tuesday of the month, 6 p.m. at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. So I'm trying to think if somebody was going to be there for the first time and they met you, what kind of questions would they be asking you? So let me let me see if I can fill that slot for them. If I was brand new, I'd want to know. What kind of properties are the best ones to be looking at? To get started, if you're brand new at real estate investing uh, and you you have a limited budget, I would definitely start with a uh, single family home, you know, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage. They call it for short three two two. And then invest in something where it's not a two story. It's got a simple backyard, uh, grassy backyard with a fence. And make it as simple as possible, not a whole lot of land either on the property. That way, you know, you're not inviting any kind of trouble that might want to rent from you. Mm-hmm. And then as as you start to progress on these three two twos, then you might want to look at uh, a duplex or you might want to look at some commercial land or a commercial building. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it has to pencil out. I know when properties were going up sky high here in Reno, it was going to be expensive for me to buy a real estate investment property and then have it pencil out. Good advice from realtors. Do you value that kind of thing yourself, that that work that you do up front? Oh, absolutely. Uh, by allowing the appraisers and, and uh, your realtors and other folks out there that can help you, they're really like your coach. You know, if, if you look at some of our, our greatest athletes right now, you know, Serena Williams, you look what she's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a great coach. Yep. And she focuses, and that's what you want to do. If you want to be a champion at 
whatever you do, but in particular, if you want to be very good at real estate investing, you've got to create some coaches around you that will help you become successful. Emily Andrews, real estate investor from the Reno Real Estate Investor Club, and she's an account executive at Utility Telephone. If somebody wants to chat with you, I'm encouraging everybody to visit us at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club the first Tuesday of the month, 6 p.m., at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We have all of the information on our website. But Emily, you might have sparked an interest in somebody maybe needing a new or a review of their telephone system at their business. What's the best way to reach you there? The best way you can reach me at 775-737-7065. And we'll put all of your contact information on our website too, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way they can find you easily. Hopefully, you'll be coming back to visit us sometime soon. I look forward to it, Peter. My name is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. If you have any comments or questions for us, reach out to me, Peter, at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. I'm Brian Cassidy, owner of Junk King Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. We're fully insured and bonded. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK.